We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, December 28th. We'll be taking a look at the Thursday night football showdown slate Jets versus Browns on DraftKings today. Hit that thummy thumb button. You know how much I like those. Hit the thumbs up button on your first way. First thing in the door. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Join with me. The man, it's, it's three days past Christmas and it looks like you still have your trees up and everything all year you decided to record in front of uh that looks like a nice setup back there right but uh are the gifts still there also I mean did you not open up the gifts I'm kind of looking back there right that's obviously a green screen but I mean people may look and go oh well Will still has his uh, Christmas setup I mean did did you did you get some good gifts for for Christmas yeah, um, and and look, you know, my wife knows I'm not really a huge gifts person in terms of myself because the way I feel about it, Blend, is I work hard all year. If I decide I want something and need something, I typically get it, you know, whenever I, I need to get it. So I'm not, you know, she, she didn't have to get me anything, and I'm still going to be in love with her no matter what. You know, I don't, I don't need anything. Um, but yeah, you know, she got me a massage gun. That's something I talked about getting. Um, and you know, some more basketball shorts because you know, now that I'm kind of back coaching again, you, you, when you're coaching, you can never have enough like stuff to wear to practice, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, so yeah, you know, some, some stuff like that. She got me a uh, a, a Carolina Panthers, you know, frame for my car, which I don't know if I actually want to put that on this season. Because we've been so bad, but nah, I don't care. I'm going to put it on there. But yeah, so th- those are the, those are some of the things, stuff like that. But uh, it was it was good, and, and we actually do still have some gifts under our tree because my mother in law was out of town, so her gifts are there. My sister in law, my nephew, like they were um, they were out of town for Christmas, so we've got to you know get them their items. But yeah, other than that, 
the tree's still up at my house. My decorations are still up at my house. We'll start taking them down after the new year. I like to run the season all the way out. So that's I, that's I love this uh, this green screen photograph here. But I actually I actually really like the holiday season. I'm, I'm hugely into it. Well, the DFS gods has brought up brought us a, a pretty uh, maybe coal in the stockings for uh, for tonight's game. Uh, Jets versus Browns. Thirty four and a half total. Will thirty four and a half total. You see and the Browns might the score all 34 points. It could be. We got. We already have a Showdown HQ up for premium members at Roto-Grinders. We got initial projections up. We got SimLabs, right? SimLabs is now part of premium, so you could use that for this slate. We'll be adding some more NBA, FanDuel, MLB probably coming up for the, for the new season. So if you want oh, to use man, SimLabs, I can't wait. all of our projections and ownership and simulations click on that link in the description get ten dollars off your first month and then uh and then yeah so uh i'm going to assume because the only i mean i'm looking at q tags and stuff i'm assuming that mari cooper's playing tonight right that's my assumption um if he sits this thing's going to get very interesting but i i'm hoping he play, I actually i actually prefer him to play Blender um, because of the Njoku, but I, I really hope he plays. Okay, is there anyone else that we're worried about? Alan Lazard, Abanacanda, is, is, oh, is uh, that going to matter that uh, much? I mean, Israel maybe. I mean, because Israel got some touches last week. Um, Lazard, I mean, come on. Lazard hasn't really been involved in this offense all season, so I'm not, I'm not worried about him in the slightest. Right, Marquis Goodwin is questionable. Does that matter? No. Probably not. Nope. Nope, not so at looking all. At this, looking at this slate, I mean, obviously it's a low-scoring slate. So let, just from a macro standpoint, I always want to point this out, because especially if you're going to be running sim labs and running simulations, remember the three levers of DFS are projection, correlation, and leverage. Right, leverage is the ownership component. Projection is the, you know, obviously, what what are the higher ranges of outcomes? Obviously, probably quarterbacks mm-hmm. are probably going to score more points than special teams guy that barely touches the ball. Right, projection uh, to it, but the correlation dynamic is that in a single game, obviously players are correlated to each other. Kind of why we stack, you know, quarterback, wide receivers, and stuff like that in in the main, but the correlation coefficient matters more when more points are scored. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, so it's a very a much different scenario. If I explain this all the time, if Joe Flacco throws for 500 yards, right, I'm just using a very exaggerated example. Mm-hmm. Like the likelihood of like Amari Cooper and, and Joku or Elijah Moore, like, Having a lot of points too is very, very highly likely. As right? we so saw Flacco, last week, as we Flacco saw last week, ball, right, right, yeah. Now, yeah. if Flacco only throws, let's say Flacco throws for only 120 yards, yeah. as in an extreme example, it's probably unlikely that Cooper and Joku and Moore and these guys have a lot of points. Also, so like 
As Flacco gets more points, it gets exponentially higher and higher and higher and higher. So in games that have high totals that end up being high scoring games, Mm -hmm. if there's going to be 80 points scored in this game, correlation is going to matter more. If there's going to be less points scored in this game, correlation is going to matter less. Because let's just say on the extreme example, the game is seven to three. There's only one touchdown that gets scored in some field goal. Like the top scorer on the slate may only have 13 points. And there may be a whole bunch of people that have six, seven points, and they could be virtually anyone. And the one dude that scored the touchdown, it could be Cedric Tillman, got one catch for one yard and one touchdown, and they're up. Right? Yeah. Unlikely that's going to happen if the game is 45 to 38. Where the guy, you know, we see all the time where some $400 guy scores a touchdown on one catch and still mm-hmm. doesn't end up being optimal because the game, you know, there's eight touchdowns get scored in the game. So who cares? He's sitting there with six points. It's just not enough for all points. He's still like the 14th highest scoring player on the slate, regardless that his salary is only $200, $400. But in a very mm-hmm. low scoring game? Raw points matters a lot more. The winner of the showdown slate, the optimal lineup, may only have 82 points. Yet on some other slates, you may need 187, right? Yeah. So in these low-scoring games, I focus less on correlation and more so on finding the touchdowns, right? I don't necessarily care. Well, or the field goals. Or, or the, the field, field goals. Right. Well, obviously, deep. The defenses and kickers are separate, but I'm just talking about yeah. skill position players is that you still need raw points. So Absolutely. I care about raw points and I care about touchdowns. So I'm not opposed to taking any player that when scoring a touchdown, they could be optimal, on a, especially on a low scoring game. So like if you wanted to play David Bell or Pierre Strong, or Jason Brownlee, or whoever, on a low-scoring slate with a 34.5 total, these guys are absolutely viable. And you could play them over guys like Elijah Moore or Tyler Conklin or guys that don't accumulate as much. I'm not saying miss. I would play it over like Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson or Amari Cooper or some of these other guys. Yeah. But I think a lot of people will be focused on the condensed production elements of these two teams. But according to the, you know, the team totals, I mean, you mentioned it well before before the the show. Both the blitz and the RG projections and our simulations have Joe Flacco as probably the most overowned player on the slate. It's the Jets' defense. I'm good. These are two very good defensive teams. This mm-hmm. is why the total is so low. The Jets' offense is awful, right? But they do have some standout athletes like Hall and Wilson. Yeah. And the Browns recently have been passing a lot. You don't. You think they're going to continue doing that? And I'm. 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 I'm a. I'm a slave to the Sims. Will. Right, I think they're smarter than us. I'm I, the computers; they're smarter than us. I would. I think this is this is a good opportunity, especially if so many more people have your attitude of 
this can't be right. Two only two hundred yards passing for Flacco as as a as a mean. That doesn't seem right. They've been dropping back forty plus times. Maybe this is the game where they don't. Maybe because the Jets, you know, especially if they could beat the Jets easily, right? Why wouldn't they just run Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt and right? They just go down, just go down the field, kick some field goals, and then well, see if Trevor Simeon could actually beat them. And the Browns' defense is better than the Jets' defense, and I don't think Trevor Simeon's the one to beat him. Yeah, listen. So, in a in a in a general sense, I agree. Here's here's my issue with, I guess the Joe Flacco projection. And once again, like I told you, Blender, what I, what I said before the show was, you know, my, my football acumen is in conflict with what I've seen between Blitz and the, and the, uh, and the RG projections, because one of the things I know about Joe Flacco, and here's why I'm, I'm afraid of the, it's, it's really not me being afraid of his, 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 Fantasy points as much as it is the yards. That, that's really what it is because they throw the ball so much. And Joe Flacco's, the way he plays the quarterback position. So if, if you watch Joe Flacco, like even if they can win this game easily, he's still going to take some shots. And that, that's where I'm in conflict. I, I actually, maybe he doesn't throw it 40 times this game. Maybe he throws it 32 times reasonably, maybe. Because I do think they can be in control of this game, but the way Joe Flacco plays the quarterback position is what scares me. Like for Joe Flacco to hit 200 yards, it's not, it's not that what's far a, from him. What's his top line? Will what 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 is his what is his what is his over under currently? On yeah, he's DK he's around two he's around two thirty ish most places. A range of two thirty to two thirty two, two thirty three. Like that's kind of the range. He's which in. is which is kind of which is kind of low for as it is, right, right? Right. I mean, I mean, he's been throwing for three hundred plus yards, so yeah. Like, and but but if it was two thirty, if our projection was two thirty five ish, I'd say okay, like yeah. I mean, but what I'm saying is every everybody's around two hundred, which is like well, Joe could throw for one sixty in the first half here, it depending on it whether he, if he takes the same type of shots. Like, even we saw last week, they beat Houston pretty convincingly, and Joe was still taking shots like that. So that for me, like, my football brain is like, well, God, this feels a little bit too low. It is going to be cold, I think. Mm, by cold, I, I think it's going to be in the 40s. It is going to be clear, not too much wind, no snow, no rain. And, and that's, where, that's where my football brain has me in conflict. I don't think he needs to throw it 40-plus times this game. I honestly think he ends at 35 or less, but the yards I think could be scary because I mean one big play for 60 yards and he's already thrown for like 80, and now you're like, oh well, you know. Well, I, just, let me let me frame it. Let me frame it this way, Will. It sounds like maybe you're less on board with taking the under 232 as a prop. But maybe you'll be more on board of not playing Joe Flacco at 10-6 on showdown. Because there's a difference between the yardage. Like, Joe Flacco yeah, yeah. could throw for 240 yards and not have any touchdowns because they ran the ball in. Correct. And a 10-6, 10-6 quarterback uh, it doesn't, you know, doesn't make the optimal lineup. He, uh, he's sitting there with without a bonus, 
He's sitting there with what, 10 points, right? Maybe he has an interception, right? Maybe he's only sitting there with eight to 10 points and the Browns still score two or three touchdowns. It just is not through the air. Yeah. Are you, you're, it seems like you would be more on board with not playing Flacco in in showdown than you would be to taking the under. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how much you'd be taking the over. Just maybe you right. wouldn't be betting the under 232. Correct. That, that's really where I'm at. It's like Joe Flacco. Is, because I feel, to me, Blender, I feel like Joe Flacco is probably the most important piece of the slate tonight based on how the field is going to treat all of his recent performances. Cause, cause I think, cause you know, even though we're not talking about it, like everybody knows like, Oh, Joe Flacco's just been lighting it up. Like it's everyone just, oh, you just been plugging him in. And last is, is, is this a revenge. Isn't this technically a revenge game? Oh God, no, come on. Didn't he play for, didn't he play for the jets for a little bit? He did. He did. Um, the Jets would probably love to have Joe Flacco in the building right now, but I don't. You know, I don't. I don't think it's a revenge game. But and let me say this too, Blender, because I do have a prize picks video coming out, and Joe Flacco is in it. Um, but Garrett Wilson is also in it, and I. I think if you're not playing Flacco, in my opinion, because of how I think this game is going to go, I think you need to have plenty of Garrett Wilson for what it's worth, because I, I do think the Jets are going to be behind this game. And if so, I mean, Garrett Wilson getting 10 to 15 targets, albeit some of them won't be great targets. I fully understand that. The volume alone, I think, makes him, for me, probably one of my my top plays on the board, despite the fact that I think they're going to lose this game and be behind 75% of it. Well, how about about Brees Hall? We have Brees Hall as the highest raw point projected player on the slate. In comparison to Amari Cooper, who's two points lower than him at 200 more expensive. I mean, to me, like this, this is, if we, if we take a look at, I mean, obviously premium members have access to our showdown HQ and our sim labs. I mean, we see here just on the, like the, the, the construction, as far as what shows up most likely as like the top optimals are very focused on Favorite, 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 heavy Browns, 5-1-4-2 type of lineups. Uh, it's also a weird dynamic where our sims show that the Browns defense, even at 5,600, is actually under-owned when they're coming in at like 30-plus percent. It seems as if the constructions that are being uh, shown as, as the highest ROI in, in our simulations are ones where you're primarily playing one jet, like an expensive, you're playing Brees Hall, and then Mm -hmm. you're playing mid-range Browns, which means you're not playing Flacco or playing Cooper, that you're doing something more like this. Like, I'll show on the screen. Like, and it could be a lineup where you're playing Brees Hall on the captain. Like, it could be one of those type of lineup. But I would think maybe you do something like Jerome Ford in the captain, or even the Browns' defense in the cap. And I mean, I I saw a bunch of those oh, lineups also. I I blender. It's one of those slates where that I, I already know people are going to be on the Browns' defense tonight. That, like we already know that. Like this is one of those slates where they're going to be in. It. And you probably the, get the it in Joku and Ford most likely. Right. Well, that's exactly the point. You go down the middle, 
Njoku, Ford, you have 7,200, right? You could even play, I mean, you, I mean, you can play practically anyone you want at this at this point. We have the Browns. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you didn't want to play, that's why I said, like, to me, Ford in the captain, I do something like this because you don't need the salary if you're going down the middle. Yeah. Ford in the captain. All right, and then we put Browns in the flex. We have 6,500. I mean, this is this is nothing. I mean, we could and, we and, can play Flacco in this line. You could play Flacco in this lineup. You could play Garrett Wilson in this lineup. And, and what I don't think we'll see is, is double Browns running back a ton. I don't think we'll see it a lot. But, like, on a slate like tonight, Blender, where here's the deal, right? Like, if we, if we tell ourselves a story that Joe Flacco kind of just doesn't get there and the Browns running game takes off, then you may, in fact, need Kareem Hunt and, and Jerome Ford because they may, they may both be scoring all the touchdowns. And while right. Kareem Hunt may not rush for 50, have 15 rushing attempts, if he has 10 rushing attempts for 50 yards and two touchdowns, well, trust me, I can assure you he's going to be out to one. Then Ford maybe has, you know, 15 rushing attempts for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Well, he's now optimal. And Joe Flacco hasn't done any – well, when I say he hasn't done anything, I'm saying he hasn't, you know, thrown for 300 yards and, and five touchdowns is, is, is really what I mean. So, um, for what it's worth, Blender, I do think Joe Flacco throws for two touchdowns tonight. For what Just, just based on his style of play, Joe Flacco is an old-school gunslinger. I think I think the only way Joe Flacco dials it back back, in my opinion, Blender, and this is what, like I said, folks, this is just me being honest about my conflicting reserve of projections versus how I think Joe Flacco plays position. If they're up twenty-four to three in the first half, Blender, then I absolutely think Joe Flacco will dial it back, or Stefanski will dial it back in the second, and we'll see tons of Ford and Hunt. If the Jets put up any type of resistance, 17, 10 at half, you know, 21, 14, something like that. Then I, I think Flacco is going to blow through these numbers. So well, take a look at this type of lineup here. I mean, Brees Hall and the captain, Joku Browns, Ford, Moore, Patterson. Like I think I mean, the key. Yeah. I mean, but I think the key is on this slate based on our simulations here, at Roto grinders is like using a lot more of these guys, like, Ford, Joku, Moore, Browns, Hunt, Conklin, Patterson, Zerline, Jets defense. Even yeah. using Browns and Jets defense, I mean, just instead of making the barbell lineups, and the barbell lineups are where, like, this would be a barbell lineup. You would be playing something like Amari Cooper and the captain. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then you you have, uh, let me get rid of this, uh, Flacco and Brees Hall. And now you're remaining player salaries, like 38 67 you you play you know you, you put in kareem hunt and now you're going down now you're playing ryland patterson and then just finding you know david bell like these types of yeah. lineups like this is the 5-1 lineup and if it's a low scoring slate very low scoring slate like i said before i i don't mind these cheaper guys in these types of lineups it's just that our simulations are much are much more skewed towards the mid-range that Flacco's over-owned, Cooper's over-owned. I mean, you'll see that in our showdown HQ if you if you're a premium member. I'll just give you a little preview here. You get this for all the island showdown games. And I mean, obviously, 
we got playoffs coming up, right? And you also, we, we do this for like NBA and NFL and, and, and MLB. So this isn't just like, you're a premium member. You're going to be getting this for other sports as well. But we go captain usage by player. Like Art Sims, compared to ownership, have Brees Hall as positive leverage. Amari Cooper is pretty healthy negative leverage. And Joe Flacco is pretty healthy negative leverage, right? It actually prefers more of Hall and Joku. And then a little bit, a little bit of, I mean, kind of even around everywhere else. So, like, this is the information that you get here at Roto-Grinders Premium. And yeah. all of this information is also reflected in, in SimLab. So, like, here it's kind of giving you a representation, player by player, construction by construction. But it'll also show if you were to just, you know, select your options for SimLabs and run, and run 20 lineups, 5 lineups, 100 lineups, you would see that the higher ROI lineups the higher rated lineups in our Sims would match those types of constructions. That's why, obviously, that's why I'm telling you about it because I don't rely like Will on my football acumen. I rely on <laughs> the computers to tell me what to do. Well, let's hold our horses here. Let's hold our horses. Don't let Blender fool you guys. I'm all into all of these things. It's <laughs> just, once again, Joe Flacco the way it's really just about the way he plays the position. And and so that's a hard decision I'm going to have to make, you know, as we come down to it and blender, you know what I'm probably going to do most likely I'm probably going to build some, some lineups. Uh, and let me, I'll build some showdown lineups with, um, with Flacco without Flacco. And then in the pick them streets, prize picks, underdog, pick six, all those things. I'll probably build some hedges, Blender, and and I'll accept the risk of of what I'm doing. So like if I if I make a five pick or a six pick, you know, or three pick on underdog. Well, maybe not necessarily three pick on underdog, but five pick on 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 let's say pick six as an example, or six pick on pick six. I will run Joe Flacco over two thirty, and some under two thirty. But what I'll do is I'll take other props that I'm, I'm I have a firm stance on. Do you get what I'm saying? So like if I feel like the field goal kickers are going to go over, I'll take them. I'll take Ford over rushing. I'll take Brees Hall over rushing. As an example, I'll do, and then I'll say okay. In this one, I take him over two thirty and a half. In the other one, I take him under two thirty and a half. And I understand that the very I understand that I'm trusting myself to say hey these other five have to be right. Like I, I fully understand what I'm doing. If if I end up in this same type of a conundrum by the time the slate kicks off. Now, by the time the slate kicks off, Blender, I could just say, okay, I'm just going to roll with the projections, roll with what they're telling me, and uh, and just be in conflict and, and make all the money tonight. You know what I mean? So we'll see. One thing I like about Sim Labs, if you want to get context on the slate, I mean, this is very similar. I'm showing you, like, Showdown HQ is kind of like the content version of what Simulabs is. Like, this is just showing you some yeah. output. But Sim Simulabs gets you, you could create whatever you want. This Simulabs is essentially a front end for our back-end system that creates, you know, Slate IQ and Showdown HQ and all this type of stuff. But it could also show you, like, the simulated winning scores for the Slate, how often these percentiles 
of what the winning score is going to be and also what the cash line is going to be. And one, you know, what I said before about high-scoring slates, low-scoring slates, how much correlation you, you need, depend, you know, how much you should prioritize that. You could just simply look at sim labs for that of like, what is what is the, be- the, the percentile cash line, 75 to 81? And what is the highest percentile winning cash line, 95 to 104? The closer those things are together, the less that correlation is going to matter. When those things are high, further apart, then it's like in order to re- reach those ceiling outcomes, probably multiple players are attached to one another. So, And we also see... Uh, very similar to the showdown HQ here, optimal versus projected ownership, right? There's a little chart mm-hmm. here, but it doesn't show you everyone. You can click this little box to get the list and it'll show you based on, you know, optimal percentage ownership in the cat is for the captain spot and the difference between the two. So we have here the most under owned captains uh, linearly. Compared to our ownership, obviously, if you think they're going to be twice as owned, obviously, you got to adjust that. Are actually the kickers. The kickers and the captain are under-owned. Trevor Simeon is going to be under-owned in the captain spot. Elijah Moore, Kareem Hunt, under-owned in the captain spot. And over-owned would be on the bottom. Amari Cooper, Cleveland defense, Jerome Ford, Joe Flacco. Garrett Wilson, David, and like, it seems like... All, all the people that we were talking to, like uh, Njoku, Wilson, Flacco, but Hill, actually, Brees Hall, even though he's going to be the most owned captain, we have him as actually slightly under, very slightly under owned, if this ownership is correct. And you could also click over to the flex and see the same exact thing. It seems like on this slate, and it makes sense that people are going to be scared to play Trevor Simeon against the Browns defense. And I don't need football acumen to know. I'd probably be scared also, <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to know the X's or O's to know that Trevor Simeon's probably not the answer for the Jets at quarterback. Uh, it's a thirteen and a half total. The Browns defense <laughs> is number one in the league. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Zach Wilson ended finished this game. Like at oh any point, and, and dude, if Zach Wilson plays the second half, that may just mean it may even be worse for the Jets. I mean, like it, it's it's like that. <laughs> like you said before, the Jets would probably prefer if they cared about winning games, which they don't. They're out of the, They're not making the playoffs or anything, right? Yeah, I think they'd much rather steal Flacco from the other sideline and have him. Like, this may be one of those games where the Jets would rather have, Will, I don't know if you played schoolyard football, right? Yeah, of course. Schoolyard football, you know, right? You know, you, when you're 12 years old and you have, like, like someone be, like, the designated quarterback, right? Yeah, right? You had an course. uneven amount to play. You, know, not, you had, it was nine kids, and it's like, well, you can't really play five on four. So what right. you would either do, Will, it was one of these two things. And I'll tell you which one. You have to guess which one I was because there was always two designated positions. If there was an odd player out, if there was nine people, either a designated quarterback, like someone uh-huh. that was just their job was to be the quarterback of both sides, or the designated guy that snapped that covers the quarter, like that snaps the ball in that covers. Yeah. The, you go one Mississippi, two Mississippi before you could run. Yeah. Right. And there's a designated person for that. Yeah. I, I want you to guess. 
which was the more likely position that I was. Oh, for sure, the quarterback. When I was 12. For sure, for sure, the quarterback, but no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more further from the truth. Yeah, but Linda knew I was going to say quarterback, by the way. I'm sure he knew I was going to say this. But, uh, but yeah, Linda, that, that, was, that took me back, man. Those were good times, actually. Really good times. And the thing was, they never got up to seven Mississippi because I was too slow to actually – we played three second hold instead of two hand touch. So that, that was just, I, there's no way I'm holding on to anyone for three right. seconds, especially when, especially when I primary, my friends at, at, you know, my early teens were like kids on like the baseball team. And like, like I, I, I was the nerdy kid that knew more about sports than anyone else. And that's why I was able to hang out with the nerdy jocks. Right. So like, I, so but like, you just didn't play. Yeah, but I go. Yeah, I was, I was, I was typically the referee or some, or you know, yeah. the designated stat taker or so, the, something that involves not being an athlete. Whatever that is, that that's what that's that's what I did. You know, I was yeah, the designated center fielder or whatever, whatever the hell that I that you yeah. don't have to rely on me for catching a ball or throwing a ball or hitting hitting. I wasn't. The thing was is that when I then hung out with the nerds, because mm-hmm. I divided into those two lines. So like, I either hung out with the jocks, right? Or I hung out with with the nerds. Typically in my mm-hmm. neighborhood, I hung out with the jocks, but typically in school, I hung out with the nerds. And then when the nerds go out into the schoolyard, I'm the athlete, right? I'm the only one that could throw a Frisbee straight, right? I'm the only one that could, could like, yeah, I can't throw the ball hard, but I could, I could, if you'd show me a box on the wall, I could, I could, I could hit that wall. I could, you know, as long as you're not throwing the ball at 80 miles an hour, I could probably hit it with a bat. I can play some tennis. I can play some volleyball. So, like, amongst the nerds, I was the jock. But amongst the jock, I was, I was the designated yeah. snapper in schoolyard football. Yeah, all good, man. All good. You wouldn't rust. I would be a two hundred dollar player in schoolyard football. Well, we hey, we need you for salary relief. We want to win. <laughs> <laughs> but you're getting a zero. I'm Tony Snell. You'd see the stat line: zero, zero, okay. zero, zero, zero. That's okay. That's okay. You you allowed us to get everybody else we wanted. Right, right. You have to right. You have to condense everything in. So, yeah. uh, outside the showdown me, slate, let me, let me ask just one question about the showdown. Okay. Because see now, now what I want to do is we're going to get into the mind of. The, the course, the theory of DFS. If you haven't checked it out, go go check out the course. Um, where is your line t- on a slate like today where you decide, you know what? Why didn't I just load up on the Jets and play one Brown? B- because clearly the Browns are the better football team, right? And so I- I'm trying to what, – because what I want people to understand is that we don't just do things just to do it. like just to just to be different but where is your line where you say okay and maybe not even five one maybe you say four two blender you say well let's let's tell the story that the jets somehow aren't bad today and Simeon has to keep throwing and wilson and hall and you throw in xavier gibson and then on the other side maybe you have you know uh you know Jerome Ford and and let's just go to our double running back. Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt. You have them, and then you play four Jets. Like, how close are you mentally 
to something like that today, even though we know what our Sims are saying? We know, like, where do you stand on that? Well, I think I'm more likely to still use the mid-range type of stuff. I think people that that play based on obviously on ownership and Sims that if people are playing a jet in their like Browns lineup, so they're playing either a five, one or a four, two, they're most yeah. likely playing Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Right. It was playing should one, be. two. They absolutely up, should be. Right. And then comes like the kickers and the defenses, maybe a little bit on Gibson. I just don't like, I just don't know about these cheap, cheap guys on the jets and all like, my attitude is, is that the under-owned player is Semyon. That if I were to play, like, I'm not, I wouldn't be looking to play a 4-2 a, a, a Jets lineup. I'd just be looking to play non-Browns defense, Simeon Wilson Jets defense lineups, or Greg Zerline lineups, where if you're playing three Jets, but I'm not playing the cheap guys. But in those <laughs> scenarios... I'm not playing the, the expense. I'm not playing Flacco or Cooper either. So, like, I still need raw points. And so I'd still, still be playing this range of, like, I consider Simeon can be in this range with Ford and Joku, Moore, Browns, Hunt, Conklin, the kick, like, this this range, like, here. I, I just don't want to be in the business of jamming in, like, the all the expensive players up top and then playing some, like, $1,200 guy or $800 tight end. Right. I just right. I I think that the the total of this game is low enough where yeah maybe these guys get raw points but I don't think that any of these guys up on the top not, not any but it's not going to be all of them like I don't think it's going to be a slate where like Simeon up and for Ford up or everyone they all score like 18 plus points and then it's like right. the only way to get four of them in your lineup is to play some cheap guy and if the cheap guy scores six, you're done. You're good. You won. I just I just don't think the differences in the scoring between like Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson will be that dramatic. Right. Right. I understand. Or yeah. an insert Brees Hall, insert Amari Cooper. I'm not saying that no one up here gets there. I'm just saying that I don't think five of them, I don't think four of them all have 20 right. plus points. Yeah, and, and let me I just think that one of these one of these mid-range guys scores enough points that from a salary adjusted perspective, Elijah Moore for 6,600 with 12 points is better than Amari Cooper at 11-2 with 16 points. No, no, you're not going to need Amari Cooper. You're going to need you, – and none of these cheap guys are really going to really get there. That yeah, and you I, can I, still I, leave money – and the thing is, is that you can still leave money on the table. Like, dude, I was showing some some construction on the sidebar here where I'm still leaving like three thousand on the table and not still not having to play like Jason Brownlee or something. Like you could Correct. like if you just didn't play Cooper or Flacco in the lineup, like you could kind of play whoever you want. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna go and revisit something just to kind of I guess bring this part home. This is why if you remember at the top of the show, folks, Blender was saying he kind of walked through leverage projections correlation and when correlation is going to be you know coming into play a lot more and so if you if you if you if you're still keeping that in your mind the idea on this slate and, and I feel the same way blender for, for 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 what it's worth obviously we don't think you know this is going to be a shootout this isn't going to be a 35 28 game 
where both teams are, I mean, really pushing the ball down the field. Well, the total if, says the total says other says that. Right. Like right. it could it could be, but the likelihood is much lower based on the total. Right, right. So with that being the but case, but people I think are gonna still build lineups. They're still building Flacco Cooper lineups as is as if the Browns are gonna come out and I know, I know maybe maybe Flacco throws for more than 232 yards, but I'm I don't I just think people are building lineups as if Flacco's gonna come out and throw for 400 yards, and really the total doesn't suggest that. Well, well, let me say this, Blender, and, and I, I do want to mention this as well. And, and this is this is the blitz right now. I, I can get access to our projections as well, and I may do that, but right now the blitz has Flacco at 203. It has Trevor Simeon at 194. So it has them pretty close. Projections are projections on the sites, Blender, have Flacco, like I said, in the 230s. And they have Simeon, I think, somewhere in the 170s. So why am I bringing this up? And how does it tie into what we're talking about for DFS? Essentially, the projections are telling us and and even if you look at the fantasy points projections, they're 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 fairly close. They're about two points off, roughly. I think that's what it is. But so what the projections are telling us is that for for the almost two thousand dollar discount, like Trevor Simeon is going to be better than Flacco in this. But and, and and then if you tell yourself the story blender, like in, in terms of the correlation of those two quarterbacks. Flacco won't have to do much down the stretch, and Simeon will because they should be behind. So Simeon's going to have to keep passing during Jimmy, the game. He's still in the game. Right. <laughs> yeah, correct. Correct. While Flacco may be able to turn and hand the ball off for, you know, 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. So if you think about it that way too, Blender, and, 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 and listeners, then what happens is you, you kind of end up telling yourself that, hey, I may not actually need Flacco uh to take this thing down now once again i've got to get over my internal you know football knowledge and decide how i'm going to handle flacco in the pickham streets or in dfs um if i settle into the fact that i think the projections are wrong today and i think flacco is going to light it up then i'll i'll build some different things let me just say this too blender if if i told myself the story that Yes, the game is low scoring. Like the Browns score 20, let's say the Browns score 31 points and the Jets score 10, which is very well within the cards. Then if I say, well, that's I think not low scoring, actually, that's over the total, Will. That's not low scoring. <laughs> no, no, but but my point is it's one-sided. Let's go one-sided. All right, okay. One side. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's still it's under not, the total. So 28 to 3. There. Yeah, there. let's, so it's let's still go with under. It's still 28 under. to 3. Yeah. I, if I go 31 to three, let's go 31 because totals 34 oh, so, and a half, oh, so right? over. Oh, so basically the underbetters got the, got the hook. Uh, overbetters got the hook, right? Is that what they say? Because it's hey, 31 to three. Sounds, 31 to three. That right, sounds right, right, way right. more likely. The right there. I'm using the vernacular. Look, that, sounds, right? that sounds way more likely. And I, I and we could see this on SV, SVP's bad beats. Uh, we, we could just see this. So anyway. Uh, if I told myself that story, essentially, Blender, Flacco, Cooper, and Njoku, I'm, I'm saying if Flacco goes over or if he goes for 300 yards and three touchdowns, you have to assume Cooper and Njoku more in some way. Two of those three got there 
and maybe all three for the slate. And then on the opposite side, I would assume that literally the only two guys that could get there at all would be Hall or Wilson, which is essentially what we're saying anyway. But at that point, I'd be playing no Simeon. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, basically, I'd say yeah, no they're Simeon. They're only going to score three. If, they, if, if Simeon doesn't throw for a touchdown, he's not going to be worth it at 8,800. But but what I'm saying is he could get the yards, no right. touchdown. So now we're sitting here with Wilson with eight catches for 80 yards, and you still need him, but maybe you don't need anybody else. Now, the difference right. is, and this is why Brees Hall's projection is so much better than everybody else's, just to kind of tell you that story behind the curtain. And I haven't looked at, like, the, the, the sausage, how they made the sausage. But my assumption is it's because he's got the rushing yards, but then he's also got – Five catches for 50 yards because of all the dump-offs. And that's how the projection is kind of leading you to him being, you know, one of the highest scores. So if, if that's the case, Blender, then you probably could get away with 5-1 playing Hall or or Wilson, 5-1 playing or 4-2 or playing Browns with Flacco Maybe an Njoku captain because he's cheaper, or 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 a or more captain, and then you still got in uh, those Jets. But anyway, that that's just another way to look at it. If you if in your mind, in my mind, I say mm, I think Flacco gets there, and I think the Jets are just so bad they do nothing. Well, props wise on tonight's game, what 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 do you what do you you can have an article right? Price no, no, picks no, underdog. I, so, so today is the, uh, the 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 video. So I do a video, okay, uh, for Prize Picks uh, for the Thursday night football slate. TJ may be writing something, but I do I do the the audio. Video any any, pre- any preview of the video? Preview before the video? Comes yeah. Out? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I am taking Garrett Wilson more than fifty one and a half yards because I think they're going to be behind. His receptions, I think you know, are like five, but I think the yards are best because. And you kind of have to play the game between some of these things, but I think the, I think the blitz and our projects have them around sixty, and I just I think they're going to have to throw the ball enough for him to get there. And this is also a guy blender, one catch and he could pick up thirty yards, thirty forty yards. Like that's that's definitely in the card. So that's one of my that's one of my my favorites today. Garrett Wilson over receiving yards. Okay, Wilson over fifty one and a half. Correct. More than at minus one ten, at minus one whatever. Correct. So that'll come out. You also have stuff out for uh, Sunday's main slate. We got thirteen games late. Yep. You'll be on. We got NBA tonight, right? We got Grinders Live. We got Crunch Time. We got Jalen Brown has been ruled out tonight. Does that matter for the Celtics? Tatum. Oh yeah. It's NBA. You can't. You can't. You can't escape. Fucking injury news like 17 hours a day. So that's good. That's good. That's my reaction anytime I, I even consider playing NBA DFS or betting on NBA props. Is that what there's no such thing as too early because there's no such thing as too late. And good luck, you know, good luck betting on anything because no well, one no one tells the truth from yeah. an injury well, reporting standpoint. Well, Blender, what I do is what I typically do. And I think I've kind of said this before, and we've talked about it. For NBA, I, I think optimally you need to get NBA early in the morning, 
or way closer to lock. Mm -hmm. So if, if you don't get the stuff early in the morning that has like the one to two point value, so forth and so on, just forget about it. Like don't even sweat it. And then about 30 minutes before lock, hour before lock, when the news starts coming out, yeah, you might miss a couple, but things have been adjusted throughout the day. And then you can start finding more value. And then Blender, if you're on pick six right now, and I know y'all you, you don't pick six, pick six doesn't move their lines because of how the situation is set up. You're not playing against DraftKings. So see, that that's one thing I think we've tried to explain to Prop, prop Shop countless times. Folks, you're not playing against DraftKings. I'm actually competing against my good friend Blender. It's peer-to-peer. -peer, and so they're just going to give you the lines, and then you decide whether you want to play it or not because you're competing against each other. And, uh, you know. Do, do Will, I have a, I have a question about pick six. Sure, you have to, sure. You're you're able to, you're you're able to swap in pick six, right? Yes. And Blender, let me say, if and, and I'm going to give you this track because me and uh, one of my good friends in the prop shop, Viper, uh, mentioned this. Let's say Blender, because Blender, the way I the way I do things is I do spread out my exposure, but I'm also still I also still utilize the prop scene almost like a tournament. If I find a line that I think is just astronomically off, like for instance, uh, two nights ago they had Nick Richards at 14 and a half points, rebounds, assists. Now, for those of you that don't know who Nick Richards is, he's the center for the Charlotte Hornets. Also, our starting center has been out for weeks. The line should have been blended around 20 to 21 and a half. Our projections had him at around 22 to 23 and a half. The line was 14 and a half. Blender, you know what I did. I put it in everything. You just put, you put that just, over in all your cards. I'm assuming you you put that in absolutely. all your pick six cards. I, I, mean, I mean, I had to. And guess what? Had he missed, no biggie, but it, because it was the right thing to do. However, what I will say is in pick six, Blender, because of the payout structure and how it can fluctuate. So in pick six, the other thing is there isn't a set payout structure like prize picks, underdog. Uh, you know, in any of the other because it depends on what other what picks everyone else has, correct? And it, right, it's it much, much more how, similar how to well DFS, where yes, right, they're going to take yes. out about 20% of the pool and they're going to pay out certain percentage to all the six out of sixers, first percentage out of all the five out of fivers. I don't know mm -hmm. if they pay for it for the four yeah. out of sixes, yeah, or something but like that, that. And what, what, but the, but the, thing, the is, thing is, that, they don't do push lines. So you're always going to win or lose. And they have to do it that way because the contests are set up for six out of six groups, five five pick groups, four pick groups. Right. So, so a whatever. push is a loss. A well, push or a right. DNP is a loss. A DNP would be a loss also. Correct. But they'll never have a push because every line is going to be going to have the point five. So it's, it's never going to be a, a half push. A point, right. Right. But, 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 the, but the point but, that I was making, Will, on two, on two, two regards – is that like for pick six, the lines don't move. There's no, there's no ad. If you're sitting here going, I, of course, I don't have access to pick six yet here in Kentucky, but like if I was going to put anything in now, it would just be a dummy thing. Like the lines don't move. It's not like regular sports betting where like, like that Nick Richards line, by the time the game starts has already bumped and bumped up by four PRA. And it's yeah. like, I got it at over 13 and a half, and now it's at 17 and a half. It's like, no, it's just going to stay at 13 and a half. So there's there's no incentive for earliness that essentially you should be 
making whatever your six picks are going to be similar to DFS, like right before the slate. And you could even obviously look to see what the lines are currently at and see where they've been moved. Yes. Just like salaries in DFS, they're not going to change. But the second point, Will, is that that in and so so to me, like pick six is something you do more during your DFS time than your in your sports betting time, unless you're just entering whatever pick six contests are available. But the but the second thing is even more important is that that depending on how many people, like let's say you're right, you're you're going, Will. Right. This is the type of thing that if you if you have the theory of DFS, my course, theory of DFS.com, you would understand all of this. That's kind of the point of the course of like, how do these games work? What is game theory? And any game that comes out that is related to daily fantasy sports, you should be able to solve just as much as anything else because the concepts apply across the board. So if you're head, if there's let's say it's an NBA slate where there's like four or ten o'clock games, you know, late games. And you're right, and you have two picks that are that are in those games, and you're you've already won four out of four. Like it may be the type of thing where depending, like maybe one of those two picks or what it may, you're riding a five, you're riding five out of five, five out of six, and you got one pick left, but it's the pick that everyone has, and it's all off. Yeah, you know, it's the one that was so obviously off that you know that a lot of the five out of sixes that you're competing against have that like it may be more valuable to actually swap off that pick to something else that may not be as plus ev individually but if you know that in your pool that it's very highly likely that like 70 plus percent of the cards 80 percent of the cards have this you know whatever it's it's steph curry under rebounds that is two rebounds off like you win a lot, but calculate how much money do you win when you keep when you stay, and that six out of six may only pay like seventeen x or fourteen x or something like that on that given day, or even lower. And then you go, well, what happens if that fails? How much do I win? It's like a five out of six may only pay like one and a half x or something, something you know, really low. And then, but what happens if? I pick something else and the other thing fails. Maybe you actually end up getting paid like 270 X. Cause like there's so few people that have six out of sixes that you just win most of the pool that it may actually be more advantageous at that point to, to swap. But I'm giving you an example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These are the things that you should be thinking about in the same but, way that you'd be thinking about an NBA DFS you're third in a GPP and how do I get the first and who's blocking me and all that type of stuff. I'm assuming the people that are playing pick six at this point aren't anywhere close to thinking about this type of, this type of stuff at all. And you get a lot of people that are just banging out pick six cards at one o'clock in the afternoon and then not checking their cards at seven and seeing if there are better things that, that are on the board that you'd rather have because they already made their they made their picks and they're and they're done. Blender, right. Just like DF, imagine building an NBA DFS lineup at one in the afternoon, watching a million injury news come in and then never changing your lineup at seven o'clock before lock. To me, I view it the same way. Pick six is kind of the same way, right? Let, let's talk about this, Blender. Like, because I know and I know we got to close. This has been a good show, by the way. So and here, here's where I was heading with this, Blender, in terms of 
how, how I feel about the lock, but in, in pick six, I'm, I'm going to break this down. Let's say, Blender, I've put together on a daily, today, 15 different pick six combinations. But out of those 15, I may have 10, 10 cards with one play left at the end of the night. And let's just say, Blender, hypothetically, I'm five out of six in every single card. Well, Blender, guess what? It's in my best interest to let's say take half of those. Let's say I got 10 left. I've got one, I've got 10 cards. I've got one player left, and I'm five out of six in all of those with one player left. Blender, it's in my best interest to literally split the remaining projection. Even if it's amazing. Now with the Nick Richards, I didn't move it because it was just way off. But like one, like let's say like um Jonas Valanciunas at 10 and a half rebounds. At the end of the night, I'm five out of six and everything. That's my last one left. Blender, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, wait a minute. I'm going to kill myself if I leave them all here. So I'm just going to go in and say, well, these five I'm going to take under and these five I'm going to take over. Blender, I've just solidified the profits. Do you get what I'm saying? Because now... Mm -hmm. Because now I, I already know my outcome. I already know if I leave all of these the same, I guarantee the five out of six payout in all 10. But now if I flip these 50%, Blender, now I've guaranteed half of these five out of six. And the other half, I'm guaranteed six out of six. And for And I know you haven't played pick six, but there's a wide range of outcomes and what the payout could be. And so taking advantage of the field is advantageous. I think the most I've done so far off the top of my head is somewhere near 120x. Well, wait, 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 I take that back. Let me, let me, let me calculate it. Let me calculate. I don't, I don't want to lie to you. Uh, sorry, it's 94 and a half X. That's the best I've done on a six out of six. Just, just straight up. Um, but you, but you have to know going in on some days, you may get 20x. Some days you may get 15x. I'm saying on a six out of six. The other day you may right. get, I think the highest we've seen, Blender, is there was one, and I, I followed the contest, I looked at it, and then we'll close out. There was one person that got a six out of six out of that particular contest. The payout was 10.5. Right. On a $25 entry. Because that was the only person that day, right? And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's the upside of pick six. And so, if you kind of understand that part of it, like, it can definitely help you, especially as you get down to close to the end of the night. Last night, it didn't work out for me, Blender. But, and I know everybody, and I know it's kind of a touchy subject in terms of the Brooklyn Nets players, but, but I posted some of these in the prop shop. Like, I took unders on the Brooklyn Nets players. Um, on, on, you know, PRA and Cam Thomas, three and a half rebounds, right. which I take Cam Thomas under three and a half rebounds daily. So this wasn't anything new, but I took up because you, you just kind of started seeing the writing on the wall. Wait a minute. All these guys are sitting, all these guys are sitting. All these, and then it's like, wait a minute. And then you started hearing the rumblings, Blender. They want Bridges to play to keep his streak alive, but they were sitting all of the starters. So it was like, well, are they really going to play? 
run these guys into the ground when they had a big, big night the night before. And so it worked out, but Gary Trent didn't get 12.5. He didn't go over 12 and a half points. So I ended up with like so five out of six here, five or six there, so forth and so on. But my point is, Blender, half the field was probably killed. Maybe, maybe even if it wasn't half, maybe it was 40% was killed because everybody just went to the Brooklyn, Brooklyn players and took overs when the coach didn't intend to play them the whole game. So anyway, uh, but that, that's my spiel on pick six, and I, I am enjoying it. And, uh, man, we had a long show today, but I super enjoyed the show. But I thought this was this is a good one, very informative, hopefully, for the people. Well, we'll, we'll be talking more about DraftKings pick six in the in the coming months, especially once NFL when, once NFL is over. And it doesn't, you know, every, everyone wants NFL content. Oh, what's going on with the upcoming slates, showdown slates, main slates, right? Tomorrow, Kyle Murray will be on. We'll be talking about week 17 GPP strategy uh, for this 13-game uh, slate on Sunday. Then we got one more week of uh, regular season. Then playoffs. We'll still talk about the playoffs, right? And then we're back into the groove of NBA and NHL. MLB will be back in April. So, so join us. Join us in the Discord. Chief has the prop shop. That's free. Rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Join him there. Ask him questions about pick six. I'll... Hey, once they get into Kentucky, I'll I'll be looking definitely more into it because, you know, peer to peer, that's my that's more of my specialty necessarily than you know it's kind of boring to like okay after this show I'm gonna bang out a hundred bets for you know this amount and you know get an eight percent ROI and there's not much I could tell you about it's kind of it's kind of sports betting is kind of boring right after a while <laughs> I want to play against other people uh, and also when you play against other people typically they're better edges. Right. So once I once I yeah. get my hands on some pick six stuff, we could talk more about that. We'll have his prize picks and underdog uh, video out today. We have tons of content, obviously, coming out for the NFL slate. Uh, we got NHL tonight. Also, there's a four game slate. We got MMA won't be back until till uh, next month. PGA so disappointed. Stuff. I've been loving MMA, by the way, man. <laughs> Well, they'll be back. Well, they'll be back. They go on. They go on a month month break. They'll be back. Some pay per view cards. So join us here at Roto Grind to get all of our premium content, including Sim Labs, which you can use for tonight's slate. Hit that link in the description. Get ten dollars off your first month. It includes the props and pick and package as well. So if you want our projections and to use them to sports bet, that's it. Everything's included. You get all you can eat. All you can eat here, and all you can eat Monday through Friday. With me, all you can eat with me, Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy, props and pick 'em on Roto Grinders today. 